At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson, and I'm here to finish up the week. Bucky Brooks put out his final top five at every position for the draft. I want to buzz through all of those, give my opinions, where I agree, where I disagree, how I, that fits with the Steelers. Starting a quarterback, it doesn't matter with the Steelers, but he has Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, three, Richardson, four from Florida, Will Levis, five. A lot of buzz. It's lying season, folks. But the more I think about Hooker, the less chance I think he's a first-round pick. And I think he's my number five. I've moved these guys around a lot. I mean, he's three years older than Trey Lance, <laughs> who might get traded. I'm infatuated with Richardson. I understand he has a lot to do, a lot of work to do. But I think you can win with him while he learns. He would be the guy for the price that I think I'm most interested in. And there's a lot of talk that Levis now could be a top five pick, which I don't understand at all. Um, Young looks like he's a slam dunk Panthers first overall. I understand it. It's just that the size petrifies me. Uh, and not that he can't see or one hit's going to break him in half. I just, it's just the durability. I mean, how many games in a year is he going to play two, three years into his career? It reminds me of Tua and Lamar and Kyler. And those guys are all bigger and stronger than him. Stroud's fine. Um, I like him less now than I used to. I just don't see a lot of improv or a lot of quick twitch about him. But he was my one. Uh, this running back group. I really like this running back group. And the more I think about it, maybe in the seventh round with those two seventh round picks, the Steelers grab somebody that's really a fifth round running back because it's a really good group. Bijan Robinson honestly is the best running back I've pretty much ever seen. Right there with Saquon in recent memory in the last 10, 15 years, does it all. He's a tremendous player. I think more and more he's going to go in the top 10. Like, I think Atlanta at eight might just grab him. I mean, when he, him and Jalen Carter to me are the best players in this draft. And if you can get six years out of him being an elite player, I, I mean, he's, in my opinion, would be one of the best backs in the league now, you know. So, Jameer Gibbs is an easy number two. We agree on that. And Zach Charbonnet is an easy number three. We agree on that. Gibbs is really dynamic. He has Devon A-Chain at four, which I 100% understand, and I probably would too if you realize, boy, he's a home run waiting to happen. He petrifies defense, you know, sprinter. Um, but he's a 12 carry or a 12 touch a game type of player, maybe eight. You know, that's concerning to me. 
Tajay Spears, assuming medical checks out, was probably my five as well. Maybe he's more of a four for me over A-Chain. He is more big, more, more every down prototypical traits, but he is smaller, really dynamic. Again, none of these are guys going to be stealers. The guy that's knocking on the door here for me that I'm growing more and more fond of, though, is Tank Bigsby from Auburn. Just had nothing around him and still consistently got more than what was blocked. So that's a great trait. So now we're talking receivers, which Steelers just added Allen Robinson. They probably aren't in the market for these top receivers either, but you never know. And top three are the same for me. Jackson Smith and the Jigba, I think is clearly, actually top five are the same. Hopefully we have some more disagreement here. But Smith and the Jigba to me is an immediate target hog, 100 catch a year dude, mostly out of the slot. I mean, he's not quite Justin Jefferson, but he's... Really, really good. Really, really polished. I love Zay Flowers. And if it wasn't for Allen Robinson, I would consider him at 17. I think neither one of these guys now you pick at 17, but I would understand it. I really would. Quentin Johnston for me is gets pushed up because he's big, but people have been too hard on him because of it just seems like he's taken a lot of arrows in the draft community lately. But he's big. He's fast. He's good after the catch. That has a lot of value. I mean, he's going to be, you know, a problem for anyone. Jordan Addison, I know a lot of you pit folks want to put Addison and Pickett back together, and they were a dynamic connection. I get all that. He's just small and slight and gets pushed around, and, you know, he moves well. He's a good route runner. I just think the physicality of the league is going to be rough on him. And Jalen Hyatt is an utter one-trick pony from a – weird offense. All those Tennessee guys, I should have mentioned this with Hooker, are going to have some growing pains at the next level because what they do on offense is not at all NFL worthy. Hyatt just runs real fast on the sidelines and, you know, they chuck it up to him and that has value, but uh, he is not a polished player. I love these tight ends. I can't say that enough. Maybe that's the last piece of your Steeler skill position puzzle, but that puzzle might already be built. I think Dalton Kincaid's going to go high and think of him just as a, he's one of the best receivers in this class, no matter what position he plays out of the slot movement, catch points, phenomenal, great after the catch. He's a great weapon. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame's a really good player. He's the least athletic of this group, but he's productive, understands how to get open, good blocker, not a killer blocker, but he's the least athletic. I would have him a little lower. I prefer Luke Musgrave and Darnell Washington. Bucky has Darnell three, Musgrave four. Both these guys are huge. I mean, especially Washington, but both are massive catching radiuses. They can really stretch the seam. They're fast. Washington's a little bit of an overrated blocker, but he's probably the best blocker of this group with the most upside as a blocker, but not super productive because he plays at Georgia with another superstar tight end. And when they're winning by 50, they pull these guys out of the game. Um, his fifth dude is Sam Laporta, who's mine as well, but there's four or five also competing for that fifth spot. Laporta's a little undersized, but he's a really dynamic receiver. And more so than even Musgrave or Washington, Laporta's got a lot of agility, left-right movement, you know, subtle little tweaks. He's not as straight line-ish as those guys, just not as big. So now we get into offensive linemen. He puts Skaronsky as a tackle at one. I would put Skaronsky with the guards. Paris Johnson at two. Broderick Jones at three. 
I think all those guys are going to be gone. I would go Johnson Jones Wright from Tennessee, who he has at four. And I have a lot of reservations if Wright can play left tackle. So I think I'm passing on him at 17. And then Anton Harrison, who's really interesting to me too, is his fifth guy, as is mine. So some of these college games you watch, I mean, what they do, kind of like we talked about Tennessee, it's tough to translate to the league. I mean, he plays in the Big 12 at Oklahoma, and he faces a lot of three-man fronts. I mean, how often do you see a three-man pass rush, a three-man front? And such a high percentage of Oklahoma's throws are RPOs where he really doesn't have to do anything. The ball comes out immediately. But if you watch just his real pass sets, they're really good. And I thought he was more finesse-ish than I originally thought, than I do now. I mean, he has heavy hands. He'll punish you. Bends really well. You know, almost 6'5". Left tackle all day long. He's in the mix for me in a big way at 32. So, interior O-line. He goes Osiris Torrance, then Steve Avilia, John Michael Schmitz, Luke Whipler from Ohio State, and then Joe Titman. Um, I think Torrance is, is plug-a-play of players there is in this, in this draft. Put him in a guard, boom, he's a starter. Might be in contention for Pro Bowls, but he's just a guard. I think Steve Avilia is a really good plug-and-play guy as well. A lot of center experience and guard. Michael Schmitz is a physical center. I don't think I'm spending the price for any of these dudes, though, for the Steelers. You know, they've done so much interior O-line work. And I like Tipman more than I like Whippler. Whippler's a really good player. He's just the most limited specimen of this group. You know, he's a little smaller. He's not a blow-you-away athlete. But he's a technician. Let's take a little break. We'll go back and hit the defense. All right. Edge defenders. This is a great group. I'm kind of hoping the Steelers get a day two, maybe a little later edge, but it's deep, you know, paint the barn red. You know, you got the red paint, you got the edge paint. Right now they have a hole at the third spot there. Will Anderson's in contention for second overall pick. He's a great player, a little small, and he's not as flexible as like a Von Miller and not as powerful as a Miles Garrett. Like as elite edge guys go, he's at the bottom of the list of the elite, you know, so... Take that with while you want, but I'll take the Boses over him. I mean, I don't think he is quite an elite player. There's a chance Tyree Wilson goes ahead of him. That's second on Bucky's list. Traits, people love the length, and I get it. I mean, he's just not as good a football player as Anderson. Now, these guys aren't going to be in contention for the Steelers, those two. These next two might, and in a way, they're very similar in that they're both 6'5", 275 pounds, Please don't say, well, is that an edge or is that a defensive end in the 3-4? I don't care. We'll just He's just hard to block. We're going to put him all over the place. I just like Miles Murphy much better than Lucas Van Ness. Van Ness is a bully. He's a power player. There's not a lot of finesse to him. There's not a lot of bend. He's a lot stiffer. Murphy's much more athletic. He changes directions. He's much more fluid. He has just as long arms. He can power you too. I mean, I think he's a far superior player. And frankly, I would consider him at 17. Bucky rounds it out with Keon White. 
who's kind of a little bit lesser version of those dudes, big athlete. Day two, I'd consider him. He's not super high on my list. I like Will McDonald more than him for sure. Uh, defensive tackle group, as we've talked about, leaves a little to be desired. And if you don't get one of the top few, you're probably you're on the outside looking in. I mean, you better act quick if you want a defensive tackle. Told you guys a few times, I think Jalen Carter's easily the best player in this draft. Well, him or Bijan. Um, he's the only player I would consider trading up substantially for. If he's there at nine or ten, yeah. I mean, just bring him in and he is a monster. You guys are familiar with Kalijah Kansi. I don't think he's for the Steelers. I do very much prefer Brian Brzee. I think he very much is for the Steelers. I think he'll be there at 17. I think he might be there if you trade down a few spots. So maybe you play a game of chicken there if that's who you really want. Um, if you don't get Brzee, though, there's not a, there's no one else you could say maybe that's Cam's successor. Mazzy Smith is much more nose tackle, but an extreme athlete, just not very productive. And Adebare from Northwestern is Bucky's fifth defensive tackle. I would probably take him over Mazzy Smith. Talking out of both sides of my mouth, though, you know, I just said, just give me defensive linemen. I don't care what shape and size. He's a, him and Cansey are a little short, a little interior only for me for the Steelers scheme. I know he stood up and did things like that at Northwestern. I don't think that's where he's going to make his living in the pros. Little small. So I don't love him and Cansey for the Steelers. Linebacker group is interesting. And I've often told you, and I don't really have a strong feel. Well, he, he put Nolan Smith at linebacker. I would have Nolan Smith with the edges and high up there, but he's a little light for the Steelers, Georgia. High character, unbelievable athlete, great get off. Now, get off, and I meant to say that about Miles Murphy too. High Smith, Watt, traditionally the edge guys that the Steelers have drafted run really good 10-yard splits and not make their living, but I think the Steelers stress a very, very quick get off more than most teams. And Nolan Smith has that for sure. Now, the true linebackers, Drew Sanders, Arkansas, Trenton Simpson, Clemson, Jack Campbell, Iowa. I don't have a – they're very different. Simpson is just run and hit, flies around the field, big-time work in progress. Campbell tested great. I don't think he's quite as agile and explosive as his testing indicated, but has a tremendous feel for the game, sees it really well, physical, and Drew Sanders is the do-it-all Timmons type. You know, is he an edge? Is he off the ball? I probably would take Sanders first. Really torn if I'd take any of them at 32. With the second second round pick, I'm all in on any of them, basically. I bet there's maybe one available at most. So that's kind of the catch-22. Um, Henry Toto... It would not be my fifth guy, or in this case, fourth, if you don't count Nolan Smith. But he's really intriguing. I mean, if the Steelers grabbed him in the third round from Bama, he sees the game really well. He's got a great head for the game. He's not real big, but he flies around the field. He makes a lot of plays. I'm a fan, but it's third roundish. Now, we move to corners. Of course, this could certainly be in play at 17. He goes Witherspoon, Gonzalez. I go Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Potato, Potato. Neither one's going to be there at 17. Porter's at three. 
I'm cool with that. If Porter's a 17th pick. I totally get it. He does need some work in his pedal, and I'm one, you know, in playing off. And we didn't say that, and I'm not sure I've told you this, but it's alarming. Well, not alarming. I mean, it's telling that he did not run a shuttle. He did not run a three cone either at the combine or his pro day. Any of the change of direction drills, he just chose not to do because he's not good at them. <laughs> I mean, if he was awesome at them, he would do them. So he's a certain type, and I can understand why teams won't love him, but his traits are magnificent. He is Cam Smith at four. I'm souring on him. He would not be in my top five. A lot of penalties, a lot of mistakes, a lot of good traits, more zone than man, which I don't love. Um, Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. I'm starting to warm up to him. I mean, it bro- broke my or just killed me as a scout to look at him and be like, he's 166 pounds at the combine when he's trying to get as heavy as he can for the scouts. But his tape's better than everybody's. He's just a good player, and he has long arms, and he doesn't play small. His lower half is so skinny, but he takes the ball away regularly. He has amazing feel for the game. I'm talking to 32, though. I mean, you give me Emmanuel Forbes at 32, I'm in. Um, Deontay Banks would be ahead of Forbes and would be in that Cam Smith spot for me from Maryland at number four. So round these out with the safeties. You and I have talked a lot about Brian Branch, tremendous football player. I'd do cartwheels to get him at 32. Wouldn't mind it at 17. I've said this many times. I can understand him going basically any spot in this draft after the top 10. And every defense is going to like him. You know, it's just what? how much do you value a slot, a nickel, a cor- you know, a safety. His position value isn't great, and he's not a great tester, and he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's just a great football player. So my number two is Quan. Uh, what's his name, from Illinois. And he's not on Bucky's list. And he's very similar to Branch in terms of usage. That Quan Martin, sorry. He's a tremendous tester, though. He's a slot. He's a free. He's a better version of like a KZ um, physically. I mean, he's bigger. Quan Martin, to me, could absolutely be in play with their second, second round pick, especially if they have not drafted a defensive back. That's a name I want you guys to know well. Antonio Johnson is my three. That's Bucky's two. More of a strong, which I think people will... Him haw about his value, but he makes a lot of big plays. Um, he can line up in the slot against tight ends. He's a hitter. He has good length, really good length. Good player. This is not a great safety class. I mean, I, I don't. I like the third, fourth round neighborhood, but that's for a third safety behind KZ and Minka slash special teamer. Jordan Battle from Alabama is Branch's partner. His production dipped because he ended up playing a lot more deep when Branch was around the ball all the time this year. But he's a really solid player. Good, not a great tester, but good size, good head for the game. Typical Bama defensive back. A guy I bet you guys would like a lot is Sidney Brown from Illinois. Now, bad tackler. <laughs> I mean, he just misses tackles because he plays with his hair on fire. But he is rocked up. He loves coming downhill. He sets the tone. He is a killer in the run game. Fine in coverage, but a little stiff. I mean, he's a rocked up looking dude that just hits all day long, but his playing demeanor is phenomenal. And then the guy I'm sure you've seen a lot of is Jair Brown. He is my fifth as well. Tested better at Penn State's Pro Day, so his stock's coming back a little bit. The combine wasn't super kind to him. 
has size, good playmaker. I don't know that I'm using the Steelers third round pick on either one of the Browns, Sydney or Jair, but I would understand it. You know, so those are the names to know. Uh, Bucky's list is quite good. He does phenomenal work for NFL.com. Uh, any questions, drop me a line and have a wonderful weekend. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.